0: Welcome back to the DA Sports Roundup. I'm your host, Charles Montgomery, along with my co host, Nick Kramer. This week, we will be discussing the men's basketball team in the NCAA tournament, an update on WVU baseball, and much more.
1: You're listening to the DA Sports Roundup podcast. WV Sports from WVU's independent student newspaper.
0: Well, Nick, it is time for the NCAA tournament. West Virginia as a three-seed tipping off against number 14 seeded Moorhead State on Friday. Just, Nick, give me your thoughts. First tournament in two years, how do you feel, sir? Well,
1: first off, I think me, along with everyone in the entire country, is just very excited that the NCAA tournament is back. You know, Uh, and then going on that, I was surprised that the Mountaineers got a three-seed.
0: Yes, I think you're right, especially when you talk about who is in the Midwest region with West Virginia. Number four is Oklahoma State, who beat West Virginia twice in a week, and they're a four seed. And they beat Baylor on top of that, who's a one seed right now. So a little just kind of I don't know what happened moment with that. I don't know what you have.
1: Now, I think what it is is – the um, deciders kind of – or the judges, I guess, would be the correct
0: term. I like deciders. Sure. That was a good word.
1: <laughs> The decision makers. How about that? They they decided uh, – Oklahoma State didn't have the complete season. You know, they, they didn't uh, play so well in the first half of the season. They kind of just started really gelling together here. And I think a big part of that is Avery Anderson.
0: I like that point about Avery Anderson. He did, of course, have a career high 31 points against West Virginia and just went to town against the Mountaineers in the Coliseum without Cade Cunningham, without Isaac Likely. And he continued that in the conference tournament. He looked very good in the two wins for Oklahoma State against West Virginia and against Baylor. And I like that point you made as well about Oklahoma State not really having a complete season. Now, don't get don't get us wrong. Oklahoma State is very good. And Oklahoma State can go deep in the tournament. They really can. They, they have the deep. pieces
1: for sure. To they make definitely do. Run. They have
0: the pieces, and everyone is really flowing together right now in a very good way late in the season like this. And so when you look at what they're doing, they are one of the hottest teams in the country. They've been playing exceptionally great, and they're a dangerous four-seed. And that's just – that was a surprising thing, I think, for a lot of people. And a lot of analysts for college basketball did say that they were surprised that West Virginia was seated ahead of Oklahoma State when the bracket came out on Sunday. So it was kind of universally felt that Oklahoma State was, in a way, snubbed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But that said, I think West Virginia at the three seed got a very nice draw.
0: Indeed, a very nice draw. So West Virginia – Plays Florida State – I'm sorry, Moorhead State in the first round on Friday. And if they do win, they play the winner of San Diego State and Syracuse, Syracuse being the 11th, San Diego State being the 6th. Not a bad first two games for West Virginia, potentially, if they can make it to the Sweet 16. That, those would be two uh, very winnable games. Of course, let's not give our predictions here, Nick. Uh, we've had our ups and downs in our go-arounds with the Jinx.
1: They're not good predictions predictors
0: no we are not we are not good decision makers as you like to put it yeah made choices choice makers and things like that
1: deciders
0: deciders that's the word good one and so we're not going to give our little prediction here but let's go into moorhead state and what to look at not a lot of people know much about them at least considering west virginia fans ourselves we did not know even coach huggins said he didn't know much about moorhead state when the game was announced on sunday night with the seedings so moorhead state coming into it the first thing off well, the top of your head if
1: i'm gonna you know start with that i didn't even know Morehead state existed you know like is that bad like
0: it's not bad i drive through moorhead every time i go to school it's in kentucky
1: gotcha okay so, so that makes by, sense for you I've ne- i've never heard of them until earlier this week uh, when baseball played them. Obviously, we'll talk about that later. Um, But, yeah, I don't mind it. I I think it's a good first game that we're going to get to play against them. Uh, Hopefully, we can pull out the win. They have some good players.
0: And that one good player that is one of the best in the Ohio Valley Conference, Johnny Broom, who was the freshman player of the year in the OVC, He was tremendous, averaging 13.9 points per game this season and also nine rebounds per game this season. He was tremendous. And he actually ranked number 10 in NCAA Division I men's basketball with 13 double-doubles on the year.
1: Yeah, and better than Derek Culver in terms of double-doubles, that is, I should say.
0: I was going to say, Nick, come on
1: now. Come on, man.
0: He's – Really? No, I was
1: not going there. I just meant in terms of double-doubles, he has had more, but he has not gone against as tough of opponents as Derek Culver has, so that could be a factor in it.
0: Very good point. West Virginia, of course, going through a huge slate of games in the Big 12. Just an
1: absolute gauntlet.
0: It's a complete gauntlet. Complete gauntlet in the Big 12 and head State coming out of the Ohio Valley Conference, which of course, a couple of years ago, that was Murray State coming out of it. The racers with John Morant, they were Tremendous, making the Sweet 16 as a 12 seed, but uh, not there anymore. So there is a pretty significant difference in the competition level between the Big 12 and the Ohio Valley Conference. But give me some stats, Nick, of Moorhead State. Let me get some rankings here, how they rank, at least conference-wise, what they average points per game, goal percentage, things like that offensively. Can you give me that, sir?
1: Uh, Well... I, I can't quite find it. Okay. But let me let me just mention one thing real quick, okay? The Eagles are 0-3 against quad one teams this year, and one and two versus quad two opponents. They, they haven't played up to these opponents um, that West Virginia has played, you know?
0: And West Virginia has had its fair share of quad one games, let alone quad one victories, and so they are a very – very seasoned team when it comes to the net rankings, the NCAA evaluation tool, which is the tool used by the committee when selecting the bracket for the NCAA tournament. So yes. And now, now hold on. If
1: we're looking at their offense though, they only average 68.8 points per game. And it is their defense. That is really what carries this team. They, they led their conference in almost every statistical, um, every stat defensively
0: points per game field goal shooting and three-point shooting. They were number one in the Ohio Valley conference, but here's one thing. Now don't, here's two things. One, they're very good at rebounding. They average 38 rebounds a game. They hold their opponents to 31 rebounds per game. Here's something that they're very bad at turnovers. Moorhead state averages 15 turnovers a game and only forces 12. They are second to last in the Ohio Valley Conference in turnover margin at negative 3.07. So there's something – West Virginia is not press Virginia anymore, but it can exploit that.
1: Yes, that is one of the the solid points of this West Virginia defense. They aren't a good defensive team, but when it comes to forcing turnovers, they are a pretty solid team.
0: They make opponents very mistake-prone, if you Mm -hmm. will, when they play them, and that was – something that kept West Virginia in a lot of games and fueled a couple major comebacks throughout the season. And that is something that you, you could see West Virginia really coming after and see how they handle. But I'm very excited that matchup between Johnny Broom and Derek Culver, Culver, of course, a junior Broom, a freshman. It will be a nice initiation, if you will, into the big men group of college basketball, big 12 man, Derek Culver, first team, all big 12 member as you will, sir, going up against a nice freshman from Ohio Valley Conference, Johnny Broom. That's going to be a great, great matchup in that paint, Nick.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. And now if West Virginia can win that game and Derek Culver can hold his own, it, it's going to be a good thing to see because going forward, anytime you play a Big Ten team this year, it seems they have a very good center or bi- or power forward that will have to square up against Derek Culver.
0: That is very true. Of course, you have Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. You have Kofi Coburn at Illinois, and it's just continuous and continuous and continuous. EJ Liddell at Ohio State, and then of course the big one, Luca Garza at Iowa. So, well,
1: I I personally I would put Illinois. uh, Illinois. I'm not saying Illinois. I'm saying Illinois Illinois is Illinois. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That basically not Not
0: Illinois. (laughs) Don't do that to yourself, sir. Uh,
1: The big man for Illinois, Kofi Coburn. He, I watched him against Iowa, and he just destroyed Luca Garza. He made him look slow. Well, I mean, he is kind of slow, but he made him look bad.
0: Oh, he did. Kofi Coburn is settling into a very nice trend as of the last couple of weeks. He's looking very good, and Illinois is looking very good. Illinois, as a matter of fact, is the one seed in West Virginia's region, so there's a potential the Mountaineers could meet the Illini in maybe the Elite Eight, maybe. Not predicting anything, knock on wood, of course, not predicting anything. anything. Thank you, thank you. But uh, yes, it is gonna be key. Derek Culver was sick in West Virginia's quarterfinal game against Oklahoma State, so you didn't really have him to factor in too much against the Cowboys. They're gonna need him.
1: And I, I think that was a big reason why we lost or why West Virginia lost that game. Uh, Culver couldn't play that much, and when he could, he was kind of a non factor. And you only have you only have Gabe behind him, Gabe Saboyan. There's no depth at the position with um, Isaiah Cottrell out and Chibwe transferred. It, it's been the story this year. Anytime Culver is not up to the playing level, whether it's sickness, um, fatigue, or just foul trouble, the Mountaineers get into trouble.
0: Well, and that's it was a perfect thing. Coach Huggins said, "If Derek's not on the floor." West Virginia's not rebounding. And that is 100% true. And it's more so as of late because Gabo Savoyant seems he's a lot more in foul trouble than he normally is. Those last couple of games of the regular season and then against Oklahoma State, he seemed like he was picking up fouls at a pretty rapid rate. Alarming was. rate. An was alarming bad. rate. And it wasn't anything yeah, um, at all.
1: Yeah. In, in the big 12 tournament against Oklahoma State, he had, how many first half fouls? I think it was like three.
0: I think three. It might have been three.
1: And, of course, it could have been also a combination of him having to play more minutes. Which but I don't think... I don't know. I mean, it was still just an alarming rate of foul trouble.
0: The, and the good thing with Gabe is he knows his role of a, being a defensive player. He's not going to force anything offensively. Now, if he has an open opportunity. He'll almost he might... do the
1: opposite. No, he will almost do the opposite of forcing. He... There was the one game where if he just turned around, he had a layup, and and he passed it out. No one down there with him.
0: That is so irritating to me. So many times it's it's like, Gabe, we know you're not an offensive guy, but sometimes you have to Sometimes just look
1: up just look at the basket.
0: Turn your back away from the basket, face the basket, and you'll see you have a shot. So it's just that. But West Virginia, I think, is really going to need Derek Culver in this game. It will – Relieve the pressure on your three point shooters, Sean McNeil and Taz Sherman, and kind of work the ball inside a little bit with Derek Culver and just let him settle in. Let him settle in. Let him go to town, go to work. Let him
1: get his feet under him. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Let him get his feet under him. Go at Johnny Broom, really introduce him to pa- pa- uh, Power Five basketball and just let him do what he needs to do. And Derek Culver can do it. And West Virginia can do this. And West Virginia can make a run. Hopefully, when we come back next week to do another episode, we will be talking about the Mountaineers still, but in a positive way, meaning they make it to the Sweet 16. But we're not predicting, not predicting. But Nick, I'd love a real quick, what I'd love a real quick baseball update, sir. You are our, you are our baseball czar here at the DA. So, sir, give me a, a quick two-game upset. I'm sorry, two-game update. They played Moorhead State this week as well.
1: Yeah. So not, not an upset. Like you almost said there, Uh, the Mountaineers. I apologize.
0: I apologize, sir. Yeah.
1: Please do apologize. Anyway, the Mountaineers won both games against Moorhead state. Let's hope for a third game against them when it comes to basketball later this week.
0: Good one. Good one, Nick.
1: (laughs) Anyway, in the first game on Tuesday, West Virginia hopped out to a five nothing lead in the third inning and you know they they gave up one run in the top of the fourth, but then in the bottom of the eighth they added on two more runs and were able to easily get out of that game with a win, no trouble. You know, then today or yesterday when by the time this podcast comes out, uh, they defeated Morehead State four to two, and you were the one who wrote about that. Let me get a quick uh, recap from you. They won. There you go. They won. Okay.
0: No. They looked pretty good. No, no, no,
1: you're fine. You're fine. Just leave it at that.
0: Okay, fine. Your call, sir.
1: (laughs) No, go ahead. Recap it. So,
0: Moorhead State scored the first run. It was in the fourth inning. The Eagles jumping out to a 1-0 lead there. Mountaineers did respond in the bottom of the fourth. Paul McIntosh capping the inning with a two-run homer. West Virginia going up 3-1. And then after that, it was pretty smooth sailing for the Mountaineers. They did end up winning 4-2. Moorhead State cut it to 3-2 in the sixth inning. With a one, with a walk on bases loaded, but then in the final three innings, the Eagles did not get anyone home, left one runner on base, struggled mightily. Madison Jeffrey did get the save in the ninth inning. He came in, struck out the side, looked pretty good. Nick looked very, very good.
1: Let me just. Uh, there was one thing you messed up there. You said that Paul McInt- McIntosh hit the home run. It was Victor Scott. Close. McIntosh hit the sacrifice fly to tie the game right before Victor Scott.
0: Okay, sorry, I'm. So, so
1: you were close. You were close.
0: Okay. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. It's okay.
1: This is why I'm the baseball czar. You are the baseball czar.
0: Yes, exactly. But Not a big that, fan
1: of czar, but you're also baseball. a
0: czar in another important sport, wrestling. You know your high school wrestling days, really contributing. Change nope no
1: high school style. wrestling days no, he is again. he is
0: don't let him fool you. he's been trying to do it the whole time don't let him fool you
1: middle school wrestling days
0: doubt it i think you really blossomed in your high school years sir on the mats but wrestling they are in the ncaa championships this weekend how many wrestlers do we have going there nick
1: there are four mountaineers representing west virginia in the ncaa tournament it will be uh, Killian Cardinal, who is a transfer in the 125-pound weight class, redshirt freshman uh, Ryan Sullivan got a, an at-large bid to go to the tournament, Peyton Hall, freshman, 165-pound class. He will also be wrestling. And Then last is a 197-pound redshirt junior Noah Adams. He gets the uh, nine seed in his bracket. And now, who who has uh, No Adams lost to this season?
0: Jimmy Buchanan.
1: Stephen Buchanan. Close Once enough.
0: Yeah, no, I Wyoming. knew Stephen. I knew it was Stephen. And
1: he is the eighth seed in that in that bracket. So if both Adams and Buchanan win their first matchup, which they probably should, they will play each other in the second round.
0: Okay, so apparently the NCAA. Hates Noah Adams.
1: Yes, that's that, that. was what I was trying to get at here. Just trying to make sure everyone knew that.
0: Well, guess what? Third time's a charm. There, no. Third time is charm. Noah. Fourth.
1: Fourth time they play. They wrestled twice in the regular season and once in the um in the Big Twelve.
0: Again, Nick, this is why you are my wrestling czar. You keep me straight on these things, my man. It's 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 remarkable what you do, but. That is a big deal. Women's basketball, to wrap up the podcast, women's basketball getting a four-seed in the NCAA tournament. They will take on number 13-seeded Lehigh on Sunday in the first round. West Virginia, of course, has never been to the Sweet 16 under head coach Mike Carey. And do you, do you have a fun stat about the uh, trying to reach the Sweet 16? I do. So if West Virginia does win its first-round game, it will go to the second round and play pop, probably fifth-seed Tennessee. The Mountaineers – Historically, 0 and eight under Mike Carey in second round games. So
1: not very good.
0: History not on their side. Not on their side. So we'll see. But you know those eight teams didn't have Kaiser Gondrizic, and this team has Kaiser gondrzic and she is pretty good. Pretty and she's good, playing right? at
1: an extraordinary level lately.
0: Yeah, that is very true. She has been excellent. She was excellent in the Big Twelve tournament. And it is going to be impressive to see how the Mountaineers do in the NCAA tournament against Lehigh in the first round. But that is our episode for this week. Big weekend ahead for both men's and women's basketball. Men's
1: really team. our second episode uh, this week, because Charles forgot to hit record when we first did it.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about like that. Like 30 Nick minutes I, ago. Nick and I pretty much went through the entire episode did the whole 20 25 minute episode and then at the end I go oh no it wasn't recording
1: but it's okay because it, we did a terrible job in that episode it wasn't
0: good. even though it was still really bad this time around just know it wasn't as bad as the first time
1: yeah we we struggled in that first episode uh it is our first episode where neither of us are in person yeah, this is wrong. So it is It is rough. Please bear with us. I believe we'll be back in person next week. Is that correct?
0: Hopefully not.
1: Hopefully, hopefully not. No, that hopefully is right. Are... I, am,
0: I am currently in Kentucky. I go to Indianapolis on Friday for the game. I will be there in person covering for the DA. So, of course, follow the DA sports coverage of the men's basketball game on Friday if you love West Virginia sports and you love the DA. But, uh, yes, sir, this is hopefully – not really, but hopefully, one of only maybe two episodes that we do like this. Um, not ideal. We don't really like it that much. It's not the same. It's not the same. And no. I even take with my guy here, Nick Kramer. Almost brings a tear to his eye. I'm crying. He is crying. But that is it. That is our episode for the week. West Virginia sports, big weekend ahead for quite a few teams at the university. Men's basketball highlighting the bunch, of course. So we will see you all next week. And uh, that's about it.
1: Yep.